the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're here to help you talk about your car, your car repair, your car plans, what kind of car do you want, anything you have to do with cars, horse trailers, diesel trucks, tires, engine uh, check engine lights, codes, any of that kind of stuff, I think we can guide you, we can answer your questions, and uh, we certainly will do our best to help you with your interests in front of anything else we have. So we promise to tell you the truth and uh, not send you any place that we wouldn't send our own mothers and all that other kind of stuff. 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. But before I can take a call, let me tell you about quality transmission. The difference between transmission shops is really the management style. And management style in our auto repair industry, transmissions included, can be sell, 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 or in some short cases, fix, fix, fix. And I suggest to you the difference to you is big (laughs) because if the whole idea is to raise the average ticket price then I don't think the customer really wins when that is the focus of all the staff. I think more importantly it's, and in the case of quality transmission for sure, and many, many other shops that I know of, the idea is fix what you came in for. If you see anything else, just let them know, give them a number, and let them decide on their own. It's not for us to be your mother, but it's not for us to sell you and scare you into everything imaginable. Quality transmission is a fixer. He's the kind of guy that uh, wants to see your symptoms, wants to feel your symptoms, wants you to describe your symptoms, and once he's got a good handle on your symptoms, he'll fix the symptoms. And he says probably two or three transmissions out of ten actually need to be removed and disassembled. The rest can be fixed with parameter issues because of the electronics. So Quality Transmission is located on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Um, you won't be taking a ride. You won't be sold something you don't need. And if you want honest answers about a transmission problems, go see Bob or Steve at Quality Transmission in Tempe. This, uh, First of all, I'm up north, and um, you should be thankful for the weather you're having in Phoenix because uh, 100 miles north in the mountains, um, this morning it was 12 degrees, <laughs> and right now it just broke 37. So, to, and we're bright and sunny and blue blue skies and everything, but it's going to be a, a tough day today, um, and it's going to be jacket weather. And it's really hard to do a lot of the stuff I want to do outside with a heavy jacket on, but we'll see what happens and and see if I can 
you know, maybe it'll warm up to 50, <laughs> but it didn't yesterday. It was 41 yesterday. Anyway, I've been reading a lot of magazines at the end of the year, and these are magazines by trade associations, uh, magazines by different entities of car repair. And, of course, this is because it's in the end of the year, everybody has the opportunity to kind of chime in on what they learned and stuff. And I'm disturbed as I am every year by the whole idea of sell, sell, sell. And um, many of you have described your feelings about that as well. And I think it's a matter of really developing credibility. It's a matter of fixing what you brought it in for. If staff happens to see something that's um, that needs to be addressed sometime in the future. Usually, senior techs, ASE master techs, they have the skills to say this to you, or the service writer has the skills to say this to you. You have a really small oil leak on the power steering. We don't think it's enough to spend $1,200 to fix it because that's what it's going to cost. It's the rack and pinion assembly is leaking itself. We did notice that we do all your oil changes, and I have flagged that leak. And one of the keys we want you to pay attention to is is the amount of drops of red liquid or amber liquid on the ground in your driveway. But then if you ever have to add fluid, that's when we need to really look at it good. We also added a tablespoon or two of brake fluid, which has the uh, tendencies to rejuvenate the rubber seals. So we're hoping that might work. And for today, there's no charge, but I, I am going to write you up for when you have to fix the power steering leak. I'm going to give you an estimate, and unfortunately, it's going to be in the $900 to $1,200 range for the rack and the pinion, the labor to restall the rack and the pinion, to flush the power steering system, and then to realign the car. So those are the issues. That's kind of nice. I think you'll agree that that's the non-threatening kind of thing. But you're likely to hear, and I'm going to take it to the other extreme, you're likely to hear this. You know, power steering fluid is highly flammable. And, of course, everything in the engine, as you drive down the road, the wind blows it to the back, which is all over the exhaust. And you've got a power steering leak, and uh, that's something you really need to have to take care of because you run the risk of catching your car on fire. Now, the worst-case scenario is obviously a car fire, and hopefully you'd get out on time. On the other hand, uh, the other scenario would be that you end up with no power steering, and um, I noticed that uh, your wife is rather frail, and um, I would think that that would weigh heavily on your mind if you were the one that would make it responsible where your wife could no longer drive the car because the power steering fluid went dry, and she couldn't steer the car, so she got stuck. Those are the two kinds of extremes. And hopefully your shop is somewhere in the middle. I'll tell you what I used to tell my mom. If it drives in, it'll drive out. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And when we start talking about oil leaks, make sure that there's something you see on your driveway that supports their claim that you have an oil leak. And that is so important because there's times, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you now, there are times that staff for me has identified an oil leak and the customer says, I don't have anything on the ground. And then you as a customer, what has to happen next? What happens next is one of three things. One, we ignore you and uh, and we just write it off as you, you don't pay attention or you're 
your garage is so oil slick you're not going to know there's an oil difference. Number two, we ask if you have another few minutes and we'll put it on the rack and show you. Show you what we're talking about. Show you the area of concern. Show you where it's leaking. Show you where it's blowing back. Or we might even go to your house and look for ourselves. And those are the only three responses. And as you can see, there's two of them are good and, and one of them is not so good. It's really important also to look at the fundamentals of auto repair as a business. The average repair shop in the United States sells somewhere between half a million and $750,000 in car repair a month. No, I'm sorry, a year, a year, a year, <laughs> a year. 500 to 750,000 a year. There are shops out there that talk about a five or six or seven hundred dollar average ticket price. Now, the majority of the work we do is small maintenance work that's in the hundred dollar range or less. Some of it's between the hundred dollar and two hundred dollar range, but we're going to have to start doing repairs as we get over two, two and a half. So when you look at somebody, and we all look at our credit card, because 99% of the business that goes through my shop is credit card driven. So all I have to do is look at my average ticket on my credit card, and that's my average ticket price. It doesn't make any difference. It depends on the volume. It depends on whether you're doing lots of oil changes or whatever. But here's, here's, here's a good example. The oil change uh, facilities cannot survive on a 1995 oil change plus $7 worth of hidden taxes and fees, so when you get there, it's really $25. They can't survive on that. So the focus of the oil change facilities is is to sell you something else and to get that average ticket price in the $150 range. It's important that you know that. It's okay if they bring stuff to your attention. You have to temper that with what's in your owner's manual. And you have to temper that with what you're going to do with the car. For instance, if you're getting ready to trade the car in in the next six months or buy a new car, then doing any preventative maintenance at this point is really useless. There's no benefit to you, and there's no benefit to the next party owner, because if you trade it in, you're not even going to know who the next owner is going to be. So the idea is, is those are interesting. Now, finally, I was doing some research the other day on franchises, and in the, in the automotive industry, Dun & Bradstreet, if you were to log on to Dun & Bradstreet, if you have a business of your own and you have access and passwords to Dun & Bradstreet, you can not only look at your facility, but other other shops, unnamed shops, they don't give you the name. But the average repair shop makes between 6 and $0.08 cents on every dollar as net profit. So if he does a half a million dollars a year and he does 5%, then he's making 25000 but the 25000 includes his salary that's already in the expense side of the books, his salary as manager or whatever. So he may pay himself thirty or $40,000. So you add those two together, and that's what the owner made. Franchises take 5% of your net profit. So if the average shop does 6 to 8, you have a major partner as a franchise. <laughs> And, and and those are important considerations. So if you're a franchise, sometimes a franchise has little or no money up front, or in some cases it has two or three hundred thousand up front. But the most important aspect of franchises is the cost associated with their marketing, paying for their marketing and paying for their name and being able to use their name. Very few shops are in double digit net profit. 
So very few shops can brag of 10 or 11 or 12% or 13%. And if they do, they're not telling you the truth, and, and you can ask for a copy of their annual profit and loss statement and check for yourself. <laughs> Oftentimes, they're not going to offer that to you simply because they're not telling you the truth. But all of this says this is motivation to raise the average ticket price to sell more stuff. It's because I the first five cents out of every dollar that comes through the cash register goes to the person that I'm franchising with. So those are the kinds of issues. 602-508-0960 if you have any car questions, if you have a check engine light on, if you have an emissions test coming up and you have any questions, if you're going to get tires and you're not quite sure what kind of tires to buy. There's just so many different options available but you can do any one of them if you want. Just give us a call, 602-508-0960. You can also, anytime you want, send me an email. My email address is mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com, and that would allow you to send an email directly to me, and I don't have anybody answer my email. I do all of them myself, so you don't have to worry about being tied up with anything because the fact of the matter is is that I'm going to answer your email, me and only me. Now every once in a while my daughter will ask you questions and she'll name, her name is Andy and she'll let you know she's doing that for me. We'll be right back right after this. Michael Medved believes black America is getting terrible advice from its leaders. To say that the reason that white people are successful today is because of property damage and looting, because of violence, that violence works. This is exactly the message that you want to send if you want more Michael Browns in the future. This is toxic. The Michael Medved Show, weekdays at 1, right before Hugh Hewitt at 4, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glauber, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. People go to D&B Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. D&B Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. I woke up one morning and fell down. I didn't walk for a year. My name is Jane, and this is how I found the man who saved my life, Dr. Alan Palmer from the Scottsdale Spinal Decompression Center. I wanted to avoid spinal surgery, and through my research, I discovered spinal decompression treatment. There were only three doctors in the Valley that offered spinal decompression using the very specialized and precise machine, the DRX-9000. I interviewed all three doctors, and Dr. Palmer was the only one who didn't leave me alone in a room to watch a video. Dr. Palmer wanted to know about me, who I was, how I was. I was in so much pain, the thought of living my life like that was unbearable. The DRX 9000 ultimately took away the pain, but it was really Dr. Palmer and his staff and their huge hearts that carried me through. Thank you, Dr. Palmer. 
I owe you my life. To see if you're a candidate for non-surgical spinal decompression, call the Scottsdale Spinal Decompression Center at 480-443-8182. That's 480-443-8182. ScottsdaleSpinalDecompression.com. Nurse, I need you to apply pressure to the head wound until I can get to it. I'm concerned she's lost too much blood. Oh, no. You in the corner, who are you? You're not supposed to be here. She's my girlfriend, doctor. You need to wait out in the waiting room. Please, doctor, I want to stay with her. Look, she's been badly injured. So if you want to do what's best for her, you need to let us do our work. Please, doctor, she has to be okay. I didn't mean to do this. I love her. Wait a second. You were the driver? Yes, but I didn't mean to. I swear, we we went to dinner. I, I was just buzzed. I only had a few drinks. Just buzzed? Why didn't you tell us that? In that case, your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. You want to get out of here? I can't believe this. Really, doctor? She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No, not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. This nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave. 960 The Patriot. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service. The name of our show is Under the Hood with Mark Salem, and we're here on 960 The Patriot. And the phone number, if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or car problem. Or if you have even an attaboy, you want to talk, tell me about a shop that did something really nice for you. You're allowed to say the name of the shop when you're doing an attaboy, but you're not allowed to say the name of the shop when you're beating them up. And the reason why is is it would only be fair to, to have their side as well, and we can't offer that. So if you have a bad experience and you want to tell me about that, then just don't name the shop, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz is an independent, family-owned auto repair shop and they focus on the needs of your customers, not their needs, your needs. They opened their doors in 1987, and Kurt works on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technicians, and that means that your vehicle is going to be diagnosed and repaired by a well-trained and certified professional, a nationally certified professional. Kurt says that he wants to be an excellent auto repair facility, but it's really more than the repair. It's making sure that the customers receive the best best treatment and they trust the people that are they're talking to them. Kurt's Auto is located at I-17 and Bell Road in Phoenix on the northeast corner. I-17 and Bell in the northeast corner. Richard, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Uh, first, I have, I have a tire question, but first I want to thank you for the service you provide us listeners because... I've been in the Valley for 15 years now, and when I first moved here, I got taken by a couple of places with my automobile. So because of your program, I've learned to go to people that you've recommended. So thank you for your service. Thank you. And and, and then one thing I wanted to just add to that, if you don't mind if I do that, is we arm you with the questions to ask, 
and we arm you with what to do and what not to do, and I think that's important as well. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, but by, uh, I have an 05 Tacoma pickup truck that I bought brand new uh, in 05, and uh, there was a safety recall on the shoulder strap harness that I had to take back to the dealership. So I took the vehicle there, and uh, and when I went there to pick it up, uh, they they corrected the problem, and they also had some kind of a printout of all the things they wanted to do to my truck. Uh, it needed this, it needed that, and, and in my opinion, it didn't, it didn't need a lot of things, but it has to do with the tires. And I know uh, my truck's got low mileage. It's got 39,000 miles on it, the original tires, so that means they're 10 years old. And uh, the tread, the tread is still... Uh, very good, and they wanted they wanted to replace them. Said I should replace the tires. So uh, there, I don't I didn't see anything on the sidewalls. No cracking. Tread life is good. So uh, even though it's it's been ten, the vehicle has what ten years on the tires. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion? Do you have one? Yeah, I do. I do. Here's what's driving this whole thing: is lawsuits. Um, there was a shop one time who mounted and balanced some old tires on a car. Fast forward a year or two later, the car crashed and four people died. The the verdict was expected to be in the vicinity of $30 million. Now, there was two parts of that. Number one, it had to do with did the shop have a policy about tires, old tires, and number two, did they violate their policies? and all of that put together. We are scared to death because this tire expiration issue has been talked about for at least the last 15 years. And the National Traffic Safety, Highway Safety Administration, NHTSA, just came out and said, we are not going to come out with a rule. So that leaves the lawyers, the shop owners, the tire vendors, the tire manufacturers to do what they do best, and that's all disagree. I'm very aware of this problem. I'm very aware of it for a variety of reasons. I serve as a mechanical expert, and I am a tire maintenance expert. So I testify in trials on behalf of insurance companies, on behalf of lawyers, on behalf of law enforcement, on behalf of a variety of people. I get to pick and choose which which case I take. But it has to do with what's the shop's responsibilities, knowing what we know today. And I, and I want to tell you something. I applaud the dealership for bringing the tires to your attention. There are a lot of us that have policies. We will not, at my shop, we will not even touch a 10-year-old tire. I don't care what it looks like. The fact of the matter is data, studies, all kinds of testing shows that that tire is just one second from disaster. Uh, And it doesn't have to look bad because it can just be old and bad. The mileage is a tough one. There's little old ladies that do business with me that drive 2,000 miles a year. So after 10 years, they have 20,000 miles on their car. And now they have 10-year-old tires. And what do I do? Do I say to them, don't leave town and don't go faster than 45 miles an hour? Is that what I should I tell them that? Or should I say to them, if you're going to go anywhere farther than 20 miles, take someone else's car because your tires are dangerous? What kind of a situation am I going to leave them with if I were to take that position? So here's Mark Salem's rules for his shop. We're going to let you know when your tires are five years older. We're just going to simply let you know. We're going to let you know again at eight years. 
And when you get up to 9 and 10 years, we're not going to rotate your tires. We're not going to air them up. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to touch your tires. Because even though you promise us that you're never going to do anything, if you die in the crash, it's your survivors that are going to sue the shop, the tire maker, and everybody who touched that tire in the last two or three years. So it is a, it's a touchy subject, but the government and even well, the tire manufacturers, think of it from this point of view. If I were building Salem tires and the government were to come out and expire all the tires at seven years, would I not jump for joy? <laughs> Wouldn't I just be excited beyond belief? So the tire companies, in my, in my opinion, would love to for have us expire tires. That would take 30% of the tires off the road today. It depended on what year you pick, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Now, the lawyers, on the other hand, they don't want the expiration on the tires, or half of them don't and half of them do. Half of them don't want the expiration on the tires because they want to be able to sue about a death on a 13-year-old tire. The other half want expiration on the tires because they want to be able to sue the shop that missed the expiration on the tires. So you got the tire manufacturers, you got the lawyers, you got the government who clams up, shuts their mouth, and doesn't give any kind of guidance, and you don't have anybody, but I can tell you this much. Discount Tire says on their website they will not touch a 10-year-old tire. They won't touch it, rotate it, literally, physically, they will not touch it. They don't want to be involved because they have millions of claims a year, not millions, millions of dollars of claims a year. And so they had to put that in to protect themselves. And I follow, I, I modeled my tire uh, expiration policy after theirs. I'm, I'm a little bit more specific than they are, but they're basically at 10 years, that's it. And I understand that they'll make you a heck of a deal on a set of tires. If you have a 10-year-old tire, they're going to do everything they can so that you don't leave there with those old tires. So if I were you, I'd go talk to my local discount. I'm not doing a commercial for them. I, I, I admire that company. But the bottom line is, is I think you'll be treated fairly there. And I would say to you, yes, I agree. You need to have those 10-year-old tires removed. And hopefully they'll be uh, ground up so that nobody else can put them on their cars. And if I were you, I'd drill a hole in the sidewall after they took them off so nobody could do it and those tires couldn't be tracked back to me. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The holidays are done, but before you head to the attic, head to the Home Depot for the Store More, Save More event going on now. Let's clear the clutter with sterilized 66-quart totes, a special buy at just $6.88. You save over 4 bucks. Stackable with snap latches and clear sides to take the mystery out of next year's trip up the ladder. Explore your options at the Store More, Save More event going on now. Let's do this. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. U.S. only while supplies last. Find out why more than 3 million people have made azbigmedia.com their daily source for Arizona business news. It's your site for business, real estate, and lifestyle news that is updated throughout the day. If you live and work in Arizona, make azbigmedia.com your home for Arizona news. That's azbigmedia.com. azbigmedia.com. takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station 960 the patriot hi it's hugh hewitt and this is dennis prager you've heard me talk about the american trinity e pluribus unum and god we trust in liberty the three things that set the united states apart it's a powerful idea dennis and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day we never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here every Saturday from 10 to 12. We're talking about your car, your car problems. And let me just tell you real quick about Tom over at Action Auto. On the northwest corner of Deer Valley and I-17 is one of the best shops in town. Tom is a great guy. He's a good diagnostician. He's honest. He's dependable. He doesn't he doesn't covenant your goal your gold <laughs> covenant your gold. <laughs> he just wants to fix your car and he wants you to be a part of it because he understands that the more that you're involved the less the diagnostic charges are. You've heard me say on the radio many times when people give me specific symptoms I say to them you saved yourself a lot of money in diagnostic because you just hit the nail on the head. It's that's what it's all about. It's all about 
communication, and Tom knows that as good as anybody else. Action Auto Repair, full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. They serve Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. And they provide the very best automotive service and repair experience possible. They have ASE Master Certified Technicians. Master means they've passed all the automotive, light truck, and sport utility vehicle tests. All eight tests. And that's kind of important because those guys are seasoned. You don't do that by studying a book. You better be, better have had your hands and better have dirty fingernails for years and years. So Action Auto is again located at I-17 in Deer Valley. And it's a great place if you live in that area and you don't have a shop, then perhaps try them and see how they like you and how you like them. And I'm quite sure you'll like them, and uh, and I'm sure they'll like you. Joe, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning, Joe? Well, I'm in the market for some uh, battery cables, jumper cables, if, if you were. And uh, in the past, I always went to Sears and bought their best ones, and uh, they appear to be a four-gauge, and they've always worked well for me. But now I'm looking at them, and they have zero and one and two gauge, uh, which of course are larger. I definitely want the 25, 20 or 25 foot, so I can, you know, jump, not have to get next to the car. It's not always convenient. And I notice now a lot of them have an aluminum uh, cable with a copper coating, which I would guess is a cheaper way of doing it. And yeah. last but not least, um, what about these portable, you know, jumper? You know, they have the battery in them, and you, you can carry them around with you. The only experience I've had with those is a buddy of mine had those one time, and someone had a dead battery, and he went to jump it, and the battery was dead in that. So uh, can you give me some insight on those items? Sure, sure I can. Um, it, it is amazing when we put new clips on customers' jumper cables when we cut the cable. You have a cable that the circumference of the black rubber part is as big as a dime, and inside that cable... Might I can't even describe. I'm looking around my desk right now, trying to find something that like that is. It's not even a pencil. Oh, yeah. It's it's really and truly a third or a fourth of a pencil. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the black lead and a little bit of wood around it, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. So so number one, you you want to get the biggest you can. So if you go to zeros, double zero, and and, and the cost is not prohibitive, then get Mm -hmm. the bigger. Now, an easy way to see that is look at where the clip connects to the cable, and you'll be able to see what the cable looks like inside the the rubber. Right, where it's crimped on there, yeah. Exactly. And number two, I like those boxes, but but you described the big problem is, is... they don't always work. Well, can you recharge those? I mean, do you just periodically, if you remember to do it, I guess? Or, or Absolutely. They just... Okay. Absolutely. Even even more than that, you can you can charge those because many of them have a 12-volt a cigarette lighter plug-in. Uh-huh. So you can you can build yourself the, your own cable oh, okay. and, and, and grab something off, some, some hot circuit on your car uh-huh. and plug your jumper box into it. Then your jumper box is being charged every time you drive. Oh, okay. And then, and I like those for a couple reasons. Number one, they're portable and they're very light. Right. And number two, they will jump start your car. Heck, they jump start my diesel tractors. Mm-hmm. So, and and they're a lot easier to use than a, a jumper cables because you need another vehicle where right. these you just get real close, put your connections on. You always look at your headlights. Mm-hmm. You turn your headlights on. They're dim. They're yellow. They're out. You hook up your cables, wiggle them until they're white and bright. Boom! Hit the key. Let's uh-huh. start it up. Yeah. Cause... So. The, uh, I buy all mine at Harbor Freight, and we have those all over the shop. I bet I have five of them, uh-huh. and I bet I have two up at the ranch. Okay, what are we talking as far as amperage then, if we are looking at those? 
Um, well, you need between two and three hundred amps in order okay. to start your car, not right. a diesel, a gas. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to probably find them in the five and six hundred range, which is more than enough for what you need. Okay. All right. And besides, they're like sixty-five bucks, I think. And really and truly, I'm thinking you're probably going to spend a little less than that for a really good set of jumper cables. And as far as the copper-clad aluminum, I would mm -hmm. buy either one. I would shop price, length, uh -huh. and size of cable. That's what yeah. I would shop. Yeah, jumper cables, you know, some of them, I saw them up to $200, so yeah. Yep, you can get expensive, but I like the jumper boxes for okay. a whole bunch of reasons. But I also like them because they provide 12 volts, and so I can actually test starters with them. I can oh. I can power up circuits with them. I can do lots of things. Well, right. I, I remember one time I, I, I ran out of headlights because the dimmer switch went bad, so I just took my box, put it under the, under the hood, and I connected it to my headlights, and I went ahead and went on home. No, oh, nice. So it gives you an auxiliary source of power, all right? All right, well, you gave me things I hadn't thought about. Yeah, I was leaning toward the cables, but now I think I'll go for the box, and I was going to ask you about the Harbor Freight ones because, yeah, they're they're quite reasonable. Yeah, that's the ones I uh, They're almost throwaway, so if you have to throw mm -hmm. them away every year and a half, two years, I don't care about that. All and right, you know hey, what? Thanks. I go to battery. I go to batteries. Um, Plus? There's uh, yeah, there's a lot of battery places. You take, you open up the case, and there's a battery in there. And you look at it. You get on the internet, uh -huh. and you can find that battery sometimes for twenty bucks. And oh so yeah, that's a good thought too. Yeah, you can yeah. replace. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's All another right. reason. Okay, thanks, Joe. Well, thank you. All right, you betcha. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. 
But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. The lines are open if you'd like to give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We were talking earlier about um, our first caller, Richard, had talked about that when he went in for service, he was told his tires were 10 years old and that they needed to be replaced. The, the issue on the passenger car tires right now is... It ebbs and flows and has for the last 15 years. We actually have documents from 1970 cars that use words like we suggest and you should, um, but there's no, there's no real definitive sit down. Way back in the 70s, there was import cars that would suggest that your tires need to be replaced after five or six years. The problem we have today is is we've got people out there that have seven, eight-year warranties on tires, and it's hard to tell people that when they get to be eight and ten years old that they become dangerous when the warranty. But let's talk about the warranty so that you understand the warranty. If I have a, a tire that I'm going to warranty for 80,000 miles, and let's say it costs you $80, then we have a tire that we can clearly understand that $80 at 8000 is about $0.08 cents a, a mile, or I don't know. I'm not good at math, and I don't have a calculator in front of me. But the bottom line is, is that if you get to 60,000 miles, then all I'm going to do, and you don't make the 80, all I'm going to do is give you the 20,000 miles worth of money back, and that's on a new tire. But, of course, since you've driven 80,000 miles or 60,000 miles, the idea is is that the, that credit will go on a new tire, but it will come off the manufacturer-suggested retail price, and nobody sells tires like that. Nobody. So we don't sell a tire for the retail price because the market's competitive. So if the retail price is $180, you're likely to buy that tire for $140, $145, $150 easy without any problem whatsoever. So I suggest to you that you have probably never seen the retail price of a tire unless you've had a tire warrantied, and then we go back to the retail price. 
So my suggestion to you is is that I actively probably I actively have four or five cases involving deaths and involving tires. And each and every one of them has to do with a tire that was beyond its expected life and no one said anything to the owner, the driver, or whatever. So those are the issues that we're having to deal with and that's what's forcing me to come up with a plan to protect you and to protect me. And it's, I'm not making any secret about that. It's to protect you and me. We literally are going to gather the date codes of every tire on every car that comes in. We're going to put them in a particular place in the work order that allows me to query that place. Then I can go in and in January and then in June of next year, I can look at tires that are eight years old, nine years old, or ten years old, and I can send an email to that customer or send a letter to the customer and tell them, your tires have just aged out as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm not trying to sell you any tires, folks. I'm just letting you know that in my opinion, and I'm an expert in tire maintenance, not in tire construction, but in tire maintenance and service. So I know what industry standards are. I know what we're supposed to do, and I've got plenty of experience in that, in that market. So I'm saying to my customer, please, wherever you have your tires done, please take them in and have them changed. I'm worried about your safety, your, your, your stuff. Not too long ago, uh, we had an older gentleman and his wife in New Mexico going southbound, north, northbound on 25 approaching Albuquerque. And the right front tire on the motorhome blew up. And, and obviously, when you lose a right front tire, the car's going to pull hard to the right. The driver, an elderly gentleman, tried to pull hard to the right. He tried to compensate. He never was. The car went off the road. The car rolled over. There was some significant injuries because you cannot afford to be in a motorhome during a wreck like that when we're going to roll it on its side because it's made of wood. And unfortunately, it's going to crumble on you. So that, that had everything to do with a bad Goodyear tire. And that case was, was brought to fruition where I thought that the family uh, and the survivors were, were compensated appropriately. It also had a lot to do with Goodyear's. It was kind of a finale on that particular tire, the Goodyear G159, which was a local delivery tire represented as a motorhome tire. And, and that whole case blew up in Phoenix in federal court. And uh, ultimately what came out was is that Goodyear had been hiding um, all the data the testing data on this tire for years and years and years and accidentally and somehow accidentally it was it was provided to an attorney accidentally by some probably poor unemployed person from Goodyear and uh, come to find out that this tire failed 99% of the time I think 100% of the time at 65 miles an hour and higher and of course the roads in the United States at, at that time had 75 mile an hour limits and today have 75 mile an hour limits, so the tire would blow up after 65 miles an hour. And of course, that data would have been important to all the other people that had sued Goodyear, but it didn't happen until it came to Phoenix. Okay, Gil, who was our who was our caller? Larry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. Thank you for asking. I have three oil-related questions, if I could. Um, Go. The, the the first one: What brand of oil filter do you use? They're all the same. I don't care what anybody tells you. The, the marketing strategy, think of, think of this. 
I work for an uh, oil filter company, and they're going, come on, give us something to do to make more money. Give us something. And I say, I'm going to build you a premium filter. So instead of a 20-micron filter, I'm going to have a 15-micron filter, and uh, I'm going to charge it extra money. And then I'm going to put this black tar substance on the very bottom of the filter so that your hand doesn't slip when you're taking it off or putting it on. So I'm going to kind of spray some glue on there and then spray some sand on there. And so I'm going to charge $9 for this oil filter, and you're going to make a whole lot of money. And all we have to do is convince them that this is a premium oil filter. I suggest to you that you couldn't tell the difference between 15 millionths of an inch and 20 millionths of an inch, and your motor certainly doesn't care. So every oil filter out there that meets, min that meets minimum standards is the oil filter that we're seeing on cars that are going two and three and four and 500,000 miles. So I buy the cheapest oil filter. You know, not too long ago, I can't remember if it was Hyundai or Kia, had voided a warranty on a girl's car at 10,000 miles. And they said it's because she had a pure later oil filter on there. This is a true story. I, I got a hold of a couple of people who track parts backwards to see who the vendors are, and he sent me a picture of a dock in Korea. And on this dock was a pallet of pure later oil filters and then a pallet of Hyundai or uh, Kia oil filters. This oil filter came out of the same factory. It was the same can. It was the same everything. Here's the difference, two differences. Number one of them had Kia or Hyundai printed on it, and the other one had Purolator. And then the import one, the import number, had a round gasket if it was import, and it had a square gasket if it was domestic. Those were the two differences in these oil filters. And so I'm telling you, I have done a tremendous amount of research on this, and if I can find an oil filter for under 2 bucks, I'm buying it. I don't care. Okay. Okay, uh, go. My, my second question is uh, the oil. Uh, one of my cars is rated to use uh, 5W20 oil. Yes. And when I first started, I have a little tiny bit of a rattle. And the, the light goes out instantly, but it has a little bit of a rattle for oh, not even half a second. And okay. so I changed weights of oil, and that has, uh, it has quit. I, I went to 020. Is there a problem going from a 520 to a 020? No, not at all. Let me explain the numbers. It does, oil doesn't change viscosity. It doesn't turn from peanut butter to water. It flows like a zero weight when it's cold and flows like a 20 weight when it's hot. All the newer model cars are, have what we call water consistency oil. They're all very, very thin, but the tolerances can handle that. The oil pressure can handle that. And for you going from 520 to a 020 is no heartburn at all for me. And I am a trained expert in oil application. So I have been certified by Valvoline to understand exactly what oil is made of and the additives and what, what's it supposed to do and what it's not supposed to do. But if you were, even if I was selling you a brand new car and you wanted to go to a 020 as opposed to a 520, I wouldn't care. Okay. And my last question, I've got an old beat-up truck that I just recently bought that's been set in 20, 25 years. And okay. it looked like the oil was filthy when it was parked. And okay. is there an additive that, if I change the oil, is there an additive I can put in to flush the engine? I had an old-timer tell me, oh, just fill it with diesel fuel and run it for <laughs> 20 minutes and drain it out. And, and I'm thinking that there's going to be no lubrication at all with diesel fuel.
So is there something no. to add to the oil to flush out all of the goop that is generated from setting over the years? You know, if that old-timer had gray hair coming out of his ears or his eyebrows, he's right. He's, he's really right. Here's the problem with that. The problem is, is if you want to flush the engine out, you can't start it to do that. So if you do, then all this trash is going to be washed to the oil pan. Now from the oil pan, this liquid, whatever it happens to be, is going to be drawn through the pickup assembly into the oil pump and then repressurized. Here's the problem. There's a screen there. That screen's going to plug up immediately with all the stuff that you've got in there. I want you to picture this. If we had a hole in this V8, has it got a V8 in this old truck? Yeah. Okay. If I were to put a hole in both valve covers, I would take a gasoline nozzle, and I would take the drain plug out of it, and I would stick it in the passenger side, and I would just pull it and just flush left and right. It would fill up that, that side of the valve cover. Hopefully, it would wash it out real good. It would run it down to the pan, and then it would come out the oil, but I would not start the motor. Now, in the old-time days, it is true, that, and it, and it is okay because diesel fuel is a lubricant, in fact, and we're not going to put diesel fuel in any kind of an environment where it's going to self-ignite like it does in a diesel. So we're not going to compress it to 20 to 1 no matter where you put it in your gasoline motor. So he's right. Here's the problem with that. After, when you're done circulating 5 quarts a gallon, probably a gallon and a half or a gallon to 3 quarters of diesel fuel, when you're done, you're going to have to pull the oil pan, and you're going to have to replace the oil pump and the screen and the gasket. And that will clean it up better than anything else does. But he's right about the diesel fuel. I've used that before. Now, you have other technicians who say, well, I'm going to back flush the screen after I'm done, and I'm going to open up a cam plug at the back of the motor, and I'm going to pressurize that with liquid, with solvent, or with air, and I'm going to back flush the screen. I believe that they mean well. I don't believe that's going to be a successful operation. So um, I think if you're going to clean up the motor inside, um, do it do it with diesel fuel and don't start it. And if you do start it, then plan on pulling the pan and replacing the oil pump, the screen, and, and the gasket, and you'll be home free. Okay. All right. Have a happy New Year, sir. Same to you. Thank you very much, Larry. The lines are wide open, and we're going to take a break in just another minute and a half. So if you'd like to uh, join us, 602-508-0960. If we don't get you before the end of the break, then we'll be back at three minutes after the hour, so at 11.03. I'll uh, give my brought to you by, and then we'll take your call. I want to tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange because Phil owns Automatic Transmission Exchange, and he's been around since 1968. Just about every old-timer that this valley has to offer with respect to transmissions came out of Phil's stable. Phil trained them. Phil trained many young men that are in the business today that they worked for Phil. Phil knows more about automatic transmissions and hot rod transmissions than anybody I really know. He's been around since 1968. They're di transmission diagnostic experts, and they understand how the old ones and the new ones work. They understand how they shift and what makes them shift. They understand all that. Once a transmission is completely done, they're going to take it out and test drive it. They're going to plug their scanner in, and they're going to see the inputs and the outputs. And when the input says shift to third gear, the transmission better shift to third gear. That's the important stuff. And like everybody else in town, they're going to tell you that they promise they're going to fix your symptom. But really, they are going to fix your symptom. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange, and they're located at 40th Street in Washington. They've been around since 1968, and Phil's got gray hair 
all over his head. And you can tell him I said that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.